Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best commercial break Oscar category. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. I was just going to say, even though it wouldn't light up, coming up next. Because <laughs> that's what they always do. <laughs> Whoever that announcer is at the Oscars. Is that the same guy from Price is Right? Yeah. Hey, everybody. Hey, what's up, Hal? We're sitting in my uh, kitchen again. We are. Thanks for coming over. Of course. I have the new Bob Ross up. I took down some of the Disneyland. Oh, you did a puzzle. Uh, I did not do a puzzle. Uh, My friend Lily Rains, I gave her a puzzle. I said, I really wanted to do this because I love Bob Ross. Mm -hmm. Uh, I cannot uh, do this puzzle. I am infuriated. It took me three hours to get one corner, like one puzzle piece deep. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm terrible at them. I don't know why. Um, but I love Bob Ross and I was like, here, you can have this puzzle. Uh, cause she loves doing them. And then she, uh, came back to me with the puzzle completed and glued all together. So, uh, so now I have a Bob Ross hanging in my kitchen. Thanks, Lily. Beautiful. Isn't that great? Great job, Lily. Yeah. It's a well done puzzle. It really is. Looks nice. It's a beautiful mountainscape. Yeah. Over a lake or well, stream? It's, it's, yeah, it's it, it's the traditional Bob Ross where you go sky, then you do mountains, then you put the snow on the mountains. Yep. Then you uh, go back and forth to make the water. You draw the trees in. You do the uh, downstroke to get the uh, the reflection. A uh, couple of, you know, a couple hits with a dry with a dry two-inch brush. Yeah. Duck, 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 Like uh, knock all the Just excess paint the, off. beat the devil out beat of it. Beat the devil out of it. Do you ever hear my impression of, of Bob Ross painting a tree? No. Do you want to hear it? Yes. It's pretty, pretty specific. <laughs> that's him very quickly smacking the beat the devil out of it. Yeah, that's beating the devil out of it. That's I got it wrong. Yeah. Out of it. Uh, that just hurt my finger doing that on the edge of the table. It's worth it. You suffer yeah. for your art. Um, so we're here today to talk about uh, the four... Below the line, I guess they were calling them, though it doesn't seem like they're below the line categories. The four Oscar categories that in an attempt to make the Oscars uh, this year, the Academy Awards last only three hours, mm-hmm. uh, it was announced by, um, let's see. By the this, Academy, uh, the, I would assume. By the Academy. President uh, of the Academy. Yes. The President of the Academy, John Bailey, John uh, issued Bailey. a statement uh, that the four categories this year, they will be in some sort of rotation. Um, but the four categories this year that will be really, uh, that will be announced during the commercial breaks mm. are best cinematography. Ooh. Best editing. Wow. Best live action short film. Mm-hmm. And best, uh, hairstyling and makeup. Okay. First of all, I can name two categories off the top of my head that will never be relegated to the commercial break. Which are what? Best picture. Yeah. And best actor. Yeah. Or best actress. Sure. Either one. They are, they're, they're yeah. Rotate. They're like, all right, we're going to take what we believe are the forgotten children of the Oscars. Yes. And we're going to put them during the commercial. Oh, like, the, this is a very the, odd assembly. The rotation is not, well, it's the, uh, apparently it's all of the different groups that agreed to do it. Like the cinematographers were the first, um, subgroup or, you know, mm. uh, committee on the Academy board that was like, we'll do it. So I'm not sure how much of this was fine. We'll take a bullet for the team and how much of this was, 
hey, um, why don't you sit this one out, slugger? Um, you mean best animated short was like, no way, we're Pixar. We expect that we're going to at least yeah. be up for one of these, if not win it. Yeah. And uh, and usually the live action short is not made by Pixar. I thought it was going to be like uh, production design. Yeah. I was ass- I was assuming that sound editing and sound mixing sound were going editing, in there, yeah. which are the two that nobody knows the difference between for the most part. Right. Um, but no, this is like – the cinematography was one of the original categories from yes. 1929. There were originally only six categories. I'm not oh, sure. No, twelve. There were twelve. Uh, the cinematography got split in half later yes. to black and white and color, and then black and white was eliminated. And it was. Do you know the story of Charlie Chaplin and the 1927 Oscars? I do not. He was nominated. Uh, he he got a special Oscar that year for the circus for uh-huh. for just a special achievement in filmmaking. He was nominated for best writer, best director, best picture, and best actor for the and kid. For no, this is for circus. The circus oh, for the circus. And the Academy was afraid that he was going to win all four, so he was going to win a third of the Academy Awards they gave out. So they pulled back all of his nominations and gave him a special Oscar instead. Wow. That is the that is the story of Charlie Chaplin and the circus. So he could have in one year gotten four Academy Awards. Yes, all to him. Like yeah. he wrote it, he directed it. It was his picture. He produced it. I mean, he would have won everything outright by himself. I have never. I've never. I don't think I've ever even heard of the circus before. Oh, it's Academy Award winning. You should. See yeah, it. I should. Wow. <laughs> um. Yeah. These. We wanted to do this episode because. This feels like a shame, and uh, I really think that every category should get its due. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they want to keep the broadcast shorter. I'm glad they're performing all five songs. There was talk of them not performing the five-song nominees, which I was upset about because that's part of the show. Like, give right. us a little bit of show, guys. Sure. Right? Um, that's why I still say that the Tonys and the Grammys are the two best award shows. Because they're shows. They're shows, and they're put on by show folk in a theater. Right. Or in a stadium. True. Yeah. Uh, this is, if you're listening to this on the day of release or the week of release, the Oscars are this Sunday. Yeah. So we're, we're priming you to know which is the best of these four categories, yes. which is now, which we'll receive. And we should do this every year. We'll revisit. Yes. It'll be four new categories. Which of these is the most overlooked? <laughs> Yeah, right? what's the category? Is it most overlooked? Is it best one? Really, all we knew was that we wanted to talk about these four categories just to give them some time. What would you cut out of the Oscars right now to make room for these four categories? Uh, uh, we all have the internet in memorium. Oh, no. <laughs> no I was kidding. sitting there. As soon as they take it, I was like – That is a terrible I was, thing I was, to say. The, the first thought in my head was – could you cut the in memoriam? But you can't. No, you can't cut. I the think in you memoriam. could cut the like. Please welcome Meryl Streep. Like, a dank desert town is visited by Satan and a baby. Right. Yeah. The in description the of Award, each of the yeah, best the pictures. Best, like we don't right before that. they show the trailer. Exactly. Yeah. We don't need. We don't need like a five minute clip of each one. Use the clip. Like do that when you're when you're actually announcing the nominees. Yeah. So thirty seconds for each one. You're cutting time out there. I know you're trying to stuff stars in. I know this year there is no formal host. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be trotting everybody out to give right. out different awards. Does that also mean we're not going to get – who's doing the monologue? Gilbert Gottfried? Yeah, Gilbert Gottfried's going to – he's just going to go up and do the aristocrats. I'm back right now. <laughs> this couple goes up on a stage to audition <laughs> for a talent manager. Uh, uh, yes, world audience. There you go. This is what American cinema is. 
<laughs> Enjoy it. Oh my god. But I think they could cut all that out. Yeah. Uh here's another one. Have them already standing at the uh at the mic. Oh yeah. Right. You don't have to have them walk out, but that's people like the pageantry of seeing you're pulling out all the pageantry, right? Yeah. Because you want to pu- see the dress and the the tux. Yeah, I I guess I'm pulling out the pageantry, but all right, fine. Then what do you make the speeches shorter? Maybe you make the speeches shorter. I think you can also get to it quick. Like the Golden Globe seems pretty good. There's a yeah. there are some jokes in there. But then they're like, here's our first award. Here's our second award. Yeah. What did you want a third award? Boom. Now yeah. commercial break. Now. And then when we come back from commercial, everyone's a little drunker. So you know we're going to do this fast. <laughs> Nobody's been eating. <laughs> Nobody ate anything. <laughs> Except uh, the people that ran into Melissa McCarthy who had uh, a purse full of sandwiches, which is fantastic. <laughs> Those little skinny like uh, French sandwiches. Yeah. She's the greatest. She's the greatest. Um, so let's talk about these four categories. Okay. It seems like we have – a weird mishmash of them. I thought it was mm-hmm. going to be all below the line categories, but it's not really only one or, well, I, I don't know how many of them you consider below the line. Maybe, be, I guess they are cinematography. Give me the four again. Cinematography, editing. best live action short. Yeah. What else? Cinematography, editing, uh, oh, editing. hair and makeup and best live hair action and short. Makeup. So I guess yeah. three of them are below the line. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, director of photography is not below the line, are but they? But that's, I don't, I don't know where the, where's the line? I don't know. Oh, Florida Georgia know. line? Yes. It's the, the Mason Dixon line. Yeah, they're going to be at the Opry, I'm thinking. Oh my God. There. Um, so not knowing exactly where the line is. Yes. Um, it seems like they're a, they're, they're a weird mishmash of them. Mm-hmm. You have some of the epic classic, uh, one of the epic original, um, uh, categories. Mm-hmm. You've got one of the categories from which the best picture winner comes two out of three times. Right. Um, those are huge categories. Yes. Hair and makeup added in 1981. Um, best live action short has been around for the, the, the short categories have been around for a really long time, but back when cinemas played shorts all the time, they had chopped that one up into a bunch of different styles. Did the first, uh, Academy Award for in that category of hair and makeup, go to Rick Baker for an American Werewolf in London. Uh, let's see. Uh, I feel like he would be someone who would have wanted a lot. This is why I have to have this in front of me. And also, in the meantime, while you're looking it up, I couldn't help but notice it is yeah. dark out and raining. So there's a reason to go outside, and yet you have sunglasses on top of your head, <laughs> like you're about to go to the beach after this. Did you forget yeah. that they were there? I 100 percent forgot that they were there. <laughs> <laughs> that. I was wondering why you were looking at me. You were me talking and with I was this staring. goofy grin on I your was face. Like, what is happening? Staring at the top of my head. I'm going full Fietti. <laughs> then you're wearing oh, the that's bra. true. I should have had him on the back of my head. Yeah, exactly. That guy, you know what that guy should be? Substitute teacher. <laughs> he can write on the board and all the students won't know because there'll be glasses back there, man. So he'll look like the, uh, that, like cricket mobile, like mop. Yeah. That sells their product for them. Oh my God. All right. Hold on one second. Uh, in the meantime, uh, I, I, it drives me crazy. That the, I wonder if they'll do sometimes for sporting events. Uh huh. They'll have the they'll start they'll do like a split screen where on a very small screen you can see the show continue or the event. Yeah. And then on the other sc- the other gigantic screen, there's uh the commercial. So it's really like you might as well not even see what's happening. In the show, you can't watch it because they're like giant, like 
Twix bar happening on the right hand side. Oh, sure. Where they, when, when the, uh, when the broadcast is like, technically we're not cutting away. Can I tell you something else I see? Oh, jeez. Right what? Now? The little tiny single leg pen. Yeah. Sitting out. Yeah. On display. It's not on display. It's just on my stove. It just looks what, like. What? I made a, an egg. Like a, like Wee Willie Keeler is gonna make one egg. Don't make, don't make fun of my egg, egg, uh, setup. It just is like a regular, it looks like either somebody major, uh, range too big or like a, like a wizard or witch shrunk your, your frying pan. Well, uh, let me ask you this. Please. A couple of trivia questions for you. Okay. What did I have for dinner tonight? One egg. <laughs> one sad egg. How was it prepared? In a small pan and then served on a, on a, like a saucer. Like nope, it was hard boiled. That pan's been on there for a whole day and a half. <laughs> Did you hard boil it in a frying pan? <laughs> no, I hard boiled it in the hard boiler. The okay. Also called a, a saucepan. A saucepan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, if you put, uh, I, I figured this out. If you, not figured it out, I read it and then tested it and it worked. If you put baking soda in the water when you boil an egg, we've said it on the show before, the peel will come right off. Really? Absolutely. Baking soda in the water. Baking soda in the water. All right. Tried with two different eggs from the same, uh, uh, from the same dozen. Now, are these regular size eggs or are they like the Cadbury cream eggs that you cook in that little <laughs> tiny pan? Wait. First of all, you're not supposed to cook Cadbury cream eggs. You'll just wind up with burnt chocolate and caramel. That was my next caramel? question. Where did, caramel? Where did – that? Caramel. Remember Caramel the Frog from, uh, the, from the Murples? Yeah. Caramel the Frog who was uh, half Muppet, half Garfield's worst enemy. Yeah. <laughs> that frog was so yeah. cute. <laughs> oh, Caramel, the cutest frog. Uh, yes, Rick Baker won the award in 1981. For, for an American for Werewolf. For an American Werewolf. In the oh, I can't believe uh, I got that. Previously, uh, there were two awards. One in 1964 for The Seven Faces of Dr. Lau, mm -hmm. William Tuttle, and one in 68 for Planet of the Apes and John Chambers. Those were special Oscars that were given for achievement in makeup. Sure. So you got to be pretty good for there not to be an Oscar category and for that year for them to be like, uh, this is it. We we have to give an award this time. And do you know uh, John Chambers appeared in an, in an Academy Award winner for Best Picture? I did not know that. Argo. He's a character in Argo, played really? by John Goodman. The character. Yes he he was a he was a go between for Hollywood and I think the I think that the CIA is no kid. So they go to him and he connects them to producers to create this fake. Have you ever seen Argo? I have seen Argo. It's yeah. Very good. But yeah, John Goodman is playing. Uh, that man, which wow. is why you see in this trailer, I think there is a uh, like a Planet of the Apes mask maybe sitting somewhere. But yeah, that he, is he, very cool. He's an American hero, and and he he was so good at his job that they gave him an Oscar. He also might have done prosthetics for them, things like that. Uh, this category to me is one of those that uh, I've always loved mm -hmm. because to me, movie makeup has always been synonymous with. The art of movies. Yes. You know what I mean? I keep that as like, that feels like making a movie, like seeing someone sit down, seeing a famous uh, actor sit down in the trailer and get something completely done to them, uh, whether it's a crazy old age makeup, uh, like Robert Downey Jr. in Chaplin, mm -hmm. since we're just going to talk about Chaplin. Yes. Um, or, you know, some sort of uh, monster creation like Rick Baker made for or American World of London. You being made up as Crouch for uh, – Or be, me being Adventure made Hour. up as Crouch, yeah, by Dan Gilbert. 
uh, which was an amazing, really fun time. Yeah, what a great prosthetic! To, like yeah, all the he's, prosthetics, he's were a wizard. Fantastic. Yeah. If you haven't seen that, throw it, tweet it, uh, tweet it out. I will next week. Great. Uh, when the episode drops. Yeah, it's, uh, it was a lot of fun. I made a little video of, uh, of it happening. In like a time lapse. Like it's super There's sped a, up. Yeah, so we did, we did some like, time lapse. But it looks like in a movie, like behind the scenes of like, well, we're going to turn him into Dracula. Did you ever have any of those when you were a kid that were the ones that were just mesmerizing to you? Um, I'm trying to think of a makeup job that I thought was amazing. I guess, uh, I, I thought Pizza the Hut was really cool, even though that was more of a, a suit of a suit that the guy was Pizza wearing. What about Mac Tonight? The oh the, Mac Tonight, also uh, the giant moon-headed man from uh, like the, was you the, like you like prosthetics that are not prosthetics. They're just huge like Mardi Gras masks. Yeah, I like when people yeah. have like a big dumb head. Yeah, you like the uh, the the ancientest of arts, which is put on a giant animal head and dance around uh to some ancient chorus but sometimes your face is in it what about um what is it journey to the moon oh that, yeah that, the that, uh, george melier yeah george melier where, where the moon gets uh the the uh the rocket, rocket right in its yeah, eye yeah it gets the rocket in its that eye. movie is i've seen that movie a dozen times it is fantastic uh there's a colorized version of it yeah uh hand colored in each individual cell uh with that was originally what melier did mm-hmm and uh and with music by the band Air like they did a whole soundtrack for it. Did they also do a soundtrack for Metropolis cuz I feel like I've I've either watched Metropolis oh, maybe. or maybe it was Journey of the Moon. That one's mm-hmm. on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah. Then I yes, I have watched it. I was like this music is not appropriate for yes. this. I want like a piano or an organ. Oh no, I like the super space age, especially when you're watching the colorized version. Uh yeah. I'm okay with the therapy. Well, you don't do a lot of things when you're relaxing that I do. That's true. Yeah, we're a little <laughs> bit different as far as that goes. My sunglasses are in my car, and all my pans are regular sized. Um, but yeah, this uh, this category is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, the do we have anything to add before we just briefly talk about this year's contenders in that category? Um. No, yeah, let's g- give me some of the films that are nominated this year. I'm trying so, to think of what they would be. This category only ever has two or three nominees. Mm. Uh, there was one year where there were only two, uh, and there were, uh, there was last year, I think there were four or a couple of years ago, there were four. I'm not okay. sure. But Usually recently. when a Star Wars film is out, I would assume. Yeah. yeah. Um, or if someone plays a celebrity, as is the case this year, uh, with the film Vice. Okay. Uh, Vice is up. Great transformation. Yes. Uh, let me see what else was nominated. Uh, We're talking about turning Amy Adams into Lynn Cheney, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, not only did they transform. Or Mary. No, Lynn Cheney. Mary. Lynn Cheney. Daughter, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Mary Adams. Mary Adams. Into, into Lynn Cheney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they did a perfect job of making uh, making him look like Dick Cheney. And that's probably. That's the front runner. You would, very much you would so. imagine. Is the favorite nominator or is that best costume design? That's uh, a separate. That is what I'm looking for right now. That must be a separate. Uh, are you on what version of the website? It looks like you're on. Are you using Netscape Navigator? No. I just want to learn more about what's happening in this. I'm just scrolling. I'm, I'm scrolling on a on a Google Chrome window. Shut up. <laughs> uh, Mary Queen of Scots. Okay. Was uh, the period piece that makes sense? Another Margot person. Robbie playing a historic figure. Yep. And uh, the movie Border, which I looked up, watched the trailer for. It is bananas. 
It's a Scandinavian movie, I think. Um, and it is about a woman who thinks she is, uh, just unattractive, very like, uh, disfigured unattractive. And, uh, until she meets another person who looks like her and he informs her that they are both among a, uh, a thriving, uh, species of trolls. What? So yeah, for, Someone for some makeup artist to get the uh the directive. Okay, I need you to make someone into a troll, but like a troll that could pass as just an ugly human. <laughs> like it is bizarre. I thought it was gonna be a thing of like, and then she wakes up and realizes uh that that the one pretty person is really ugly, and that oh. all of them are pretty. And then Rod Serling showed up. Yeah, surprise! Um, I'm alive. What? It's they can right. make anyone look alive. That Andy Warhol commercial, you, you could have sworn they shot it yesterday. Yeah, exactly. It looked so current. Uh, so it's going to be Vice, I think, out of that. I would imagine um, so. So that's, uh, that's that category. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want to talk about now? I want to talk about uh, the one that I don't think we're going to pick, uh-huh. which is uh, best sh- uh, live action short subject. Yeah, live action short subject. That is uh, – it, it feels like that's a best picture. <laughs> It's a yeah, right? I think they should call it best pick cuz it's just half a movie. Boo. Thank you. I'll tell you what, let's do a little game. Okay. You tell me the title of the short and okay. I'll tell you what it's about. Okay. Uh <laughs> while I'm doing that, give me your thoughts on this as a category being excluded. You know, it's an interesting category. I know you have to work very hard to make a short film. It's an achievement just to get it made. You have to go show it like a million places. To, to get, like, to get nominated for this Oscar is as much an achievement in filmmaking as it is in going out and making relationships. And it can be something that opens the door to more work for you. But it, it is, I, in, in my mind, these are, are first and foremost labors of love. And it's great that there is a stage like this where they can be recognized. It's the most exposure the film will have. Mm-hmm. It's the most exposure that these people, uh, could get. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. And I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a single nominee for any of these ever. All right. Uh, I've seen a few of them every once in a while. You'll be like, Oh, I saw that movie. Okay. Cause every once in a while I either go to a film festival or catch something in some sort of release. Sure. Uh, all right. Here are your films and you are going to tell me what the plot Each one. You just tell me the title and I'll tell you yeah. what it's about. Uh, detainment. Detainment is, uh, about a guy who goes to the airport and uh he is in line and when he gets to the uh the point in security check where you have to show your ID he realizes his fell out of his wallet but there's a real long line behind him so he can't go back like you can't go back you can't go back that way he's like I think I dropped it right over there they're like no you wait right here he's detained and then after 15 minutes they're like all right the line's thinned out you can go get your ID now Close. Mm-hmm. In 1993, 10-year-old friends John and Robert are brought to an English police station for questioning after closed-circuit TV footage implicates them in the kidnapping and murder of a two-year-old boy. Yeah, that's the same thing. What I said. Close. All right, you go. Hold on. Okay. Give me one of these. All right. Uh, you click on it, and then it... Uh, you uh, click on the name of the, the short film, and then uh, it gives you the synopsis. Uh, this film is called... Fav. Fav? Yeah, F-A-U-V-E. 
Oh, Fav. Uh, yeah. That is, it's actually a foreign film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's from, um, it's from, uh, Poland. Sure. And Fav in Polish means, uh, favorite. It's just the movie, the favorite, uh, played on a three X speed. Oh. And all of their lines truncated into a Cliff's Nose version and, uh, and done in Polish. But they try to, they, they redid the lips to match so mm. that it would act. It's actually a huge feat in, yeah. uh, in cinema, uh, to, to make the lips match what the Polish, uh, voice actors were doing. Huge. That, um, that's, that's good. Yeah. It could also be, um, this at an isolated surface mine in the Quebec countryside to boisterous young boys run wild, challenging, challenging each other to reckless tests of endurance and daring with only mother nature. As their witness. Why do we have two so far that are, uh, young boys being reckless? I One is, uh, to a horrific degree. <laughs> All right. Uh, this one is called, uh, Marguerite. Marguerite is about, uh, please. Marguerite. Thank you. Is about two boys <laughs> who, uh, are, trying to think of the name of that one pizza that's just basil and mozzarella and sauce and they they're like i'm pretty sure it's marguerite and then they go to a pizza place around the corner in quebec and uh they're they're like uh we'd like a marguerite pizza and the waiter's like we don't serve that and i think you two did a murder (laughs) how close am i (laughs) um you're actually you're actually pretty far off on this one. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, elderly Marguerite is cared for by kindly nurse Rachel and the two become friends. Mm-hmm. As the lonely Marguerite learns more about Rachel, feelings from her youth resurface, prompting her to examine and accept her past desires. All right. All right. That's I feel uh, like that's pretty close to what I said. That's uh it's well, look, it is two people being reckless. Right? Right? Exactly. Yeah. All right. The next one this one is called Mother. Mother. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the story of, um, of the world's first, uh, the world's first, uh, diss off. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which happened in 17th century Scotland. Oh, okay. Um, among, it was between English nobility and Scottish nobility, right. uh, who famously did not get along. No, we know. Um, and uh and it was the first time that for the amusement of uh the royals uh locals were brought in uh from from the different towns to uh slam each other's uh mothers uh not i mean like to say right. terrible things e- about each other's mothers yeah they were playing the dozens yeah exactly first time the dozens were yeah. played um i don't know that you quite nailed it okay while chatting with her mother at her apartment in Spain, Marta re- receives a phone call from her six-year-old son, Ivan, or Ivan, who is on vacation with his father in France. Marta quickly realizes that something is desperately wrong and that she has very little time to solve the problem. Oh. that So it's a, a phone call, the whole movie? Yeah. Okay. It's one phone call. Okay. All right. Yours is called Skin. Um... These two boys uh-huh. are on a phone call with their mothers in Spain. They're like, we've been arrested for murder, uh, can, but we get one call. Can you tell us the name of that one kind of pizza? <laughs> uh, 
Also, the, also, you're in Quebec, and you really hung on to that detail. Yeah, and um, all, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna go play basketball now. But we're uh, your my brother is gonna be the one wearing the shirt, but I'm gonna be the skin. I'm not gonna wear a shirt. After spending the day shooting guns and relaxing at the lake with several white supremacist friends. <laughs> Jeffrey and Krista head home with their young son, Troy, stopping at a grocery store. Jeffrey is irate when J.D., an African-American man, is friendly to Troy, and J.D.'s innocent act results in bloodshed. So, so you were dead on. I got that one. Most That one I nailed. Give or take. Um, yeah. That's, so that's, That uh, sounds like the winner, too. Like racial uh, from, tension. From what I have read online, uh, one that is the big contender to be the winner is, uh, Marguerite is now the very first one, uh, that we read. Detainment. Detainment is okay. the, is the front runner right now, but there are mm. some problems with it. Uh, it's a very dark story. Right. And the, uh, the mother of the, it's a true story. And the mother of the kids was like, uh, please don't make this movie. Please don't make this movie. Whoops. Yeah. So. Uh, so that's what's happening. Well, um, this is as good a time as any to take a quick yeah, break. Yeah, let's take a break. Uh, we'll be right back with the next two awards. Stay tuned to the 91st Annual Academy Awards. We got this special. <sighs> There's nothing quite like sailing in the calm international waters on my ship, the SS Biopic. Avast! It's actually pronounced biopic. No, you dingus! It's biopic! Who the hell says that? It's biopic. Because it's the, the word words bi- for biography biology. and picture. If you... Alright, that is enough. Ahoy, I'm Dave Holmes. I'm the host of the newly rebooted podcast, formerly known as International Waters, designed to resolve petty but persistent arguments like this. How? By pitting two teams of opinionated comedians against each other with trivia and improv games, of course. Winner takes home the right to be right. What podcast be this? It's called Troubled Waters, where we disagree to disagree. Is there a dog in a car at a bar on the street? Yay! I'm Allegra Ringo, a small dog owner. My dog, Pistachio, howls when she's excited. And I'm Renee Colvert, a big dog owner. My dog, Tugboat, tips over when he's sleepy. And we co-host a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog that airs every Tuesday. We bring you all things dog. Yes, dog news, dog tech, dogs we met this week. We also have pretty famous guests on butt legs. We're not going to let them talk about their projects. No. Just want to hear about those dogs. We don't want to hear about your stuff, only your dogs. So join us every Tuesday on Max Fun. We should have called it the Weekademy Awards. Oh, we yeah. We missed that. That's an opportunity missed. That's Is it though? Back. Is it that great an opportunity? Like if opportunity's knocking, I'm not sure that's the one that I let in. I sit on the couch and I go, and then I don't say anything so that he doesn't think I'm home. Sure. You, yeah. get, you don't try not to breathe. Yeah. Because you just assume whoever's at the door can hear. Can really understand well. breathing. Yeah. Can understand breathing. <laughs> sure. Do you understand Do you breathing? understand breathing? Gah. <laughs> There's only one breathing that everyone understands. <laughs> uh, all right. Next, we have the two big guns of cinema. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is best cinematography and best editing. All right. So what do you want to talk about? Let's talk about cinematography. This is the look. This is the, it's motion pictures. This is the photographer. Yeah, the look of the film, the lighting of it. Yeah. That's all under the purview of the cinematographer. How 
I this I feel like this is the one that is these two are these two feel like the real contenders to me for the winner of this. I agree. Best editing versus bet because one is crafting a story and one is giving the story crafter the most beautiful pictures to look at. Absolutely. I think it's uh, uh every almost every director who you can mm-hmm. think of that's worth their salt has has a very short list of cinematographers, if not a sure. single cinematographer. Michael Kahn has won three Oscars. He's been nominated uh, eight times, I think, which yeah. is uh, Spielberg's Roger Deakins. cinematographer. I mean, yeah. like there are legendary cinematographers. Oh no, 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 no! I'm thinking editor. I'm, oh, I'm you're incorrect. Thinking editing. Oh, you're thinking of editing. Roger Deakins is the big cinematographer, right? This I, it's interesting because you said, well, look, a great director always has with them and in my brain you had already said editor but an editor as well okay it's like the right hand and the left hand right yeah interesting yeah it's a it's it, yeah it is the, it's the director's two biggest guns absolutely uh the the what the picture looks like and how it's put together so who who's nominated for cinematographer and then and then tell me who's nominated for editor and then we're going well, we're going to decide based on that i think that will help determine for this year there may be one where oh, where, where we feel like that maybe the nominees are are part of the reason why they might go okay because I I would imagine more than four categories were like yeah we'll do it uh, actually six were and those might be what the rotation winds up being okay it's just between those six what are the other two that made the telecast I don't know it's got to be those two sound categories you think so probably. Right. Not animated, well, animated short, no, cause it's, cause Pixar. No, I, look, I don't know. I just give those sound categories grief. I have worked in post-production sound mm-hmm. on movies, uh, in the past frequently. Mm-hmm. They're wonderful people. Yes, though, no, they are 100%. I don't mean any disrespect. But we're saying what the Academy. Right. And what television wants. Almost by saying that they're, they're not included, we're giving them more respect. Yeah. We're saying this is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That's who we are. Exactly. Yeah, good for you getting on there, Sound Awards. Yeah. Uh, you know who didn't get on there? Who? Cinematography. Mm. Specifically, Lucas Zoll, Robbie Ryan, Caleb Deschanel, Alfonso Cuaron, and Matthew Libatique. And those are for the films? Those are for the films Cold War, The Favorite, Never Look Away, Roma, and A Star is Born. Okay. So um, I'm just going to say this about Roma. Mm-hmm. I plan on watching this tonight. I have not seen the film yet. Okay, I can't wait for you to speak. I out know of that it. the film is in black and white, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like there are very few instances where black and white used in modern times, uh, like in you know Nebraska or say this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it always feels to me like, hey, um, I know you like movies, but. Uh, I hope you like this one. I'm going to do a thing that's going to make sure that you like this movie just a little bit less. You know, I, I didn't mind it in Nebraska. I do know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? It's like, I feel like the director is making a choice at the expense of the audience getting a full experience. You know what the funny thing is, though? The three movies I think of when you mm-hmm. mention a modern movie made in black and white are Young Frankenstein, Schindler's List, and now Nebraska – all of which, like, oh, that's Young Frankenstein exactly. and Schindler's List. Schindler's List uh, is the only uh, movie, the only black and white uh, film since the since the category of with color was. Do you, do you think the microphone just picked up your neighbor sneezing? Was that a sneeze? The loudest sneeze. Uh, I hope it picked up. I hope it picked up. Keep going. I don't. Just in case anybody heard it. 
I just wish. You be nice. He's like, my friend. Meryl. That's what it sounded like. Meryl. Maybe he was barking. You don't know. Does Barf from um, Spaceballs live next door? Oh, my God. Anyway, um, you be nice. Are you going to make him one egg later on? You be nice about my one egg pan. Shut up. <laughs> Sorry. You were next kidding. time we record at your house, I'm going to just point things out. I do that sometimes, actually. <laughs> I totally do. Um, but uh, Schindler's List is the only one to win for cinematography of black and white films in the era of color. Mm-hmm. Um, where since the categories were merged. Yes. Um, so Roma's got an uphill battle in that regard. I do think it's not maybe a less exciting selection of films for the yeah. wider movie going audience. Right. So that could be, that could be something that dings it here in yeah. our judgment. I like the favorite. I like the way it's shot. I think it's it shot great. well. It looks cool, but I don't know how much of its cool factor comes from the directing. I think, I think A Star is Born looks really good. Yeah. I think it's a shame. I think Bradley Cooper should have been, uh, nominated for directing, which he was not. Yeah. But he's nominated for acting. He is, but he directed the film and the film is really, really good. Yeah. It still, still feels like a snub. Like, do we, do we think he's going to win? No. no. Of course. Rami not. Malek's going to win. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Who do you, wait, I, you don't I, think it's Rami Malik? I have Malek? my own thoughts. No, I do think it's Rami Malik. Yeah. Okay. You disagree with him winning. Uh, All right. That's, that's a different a, that's episode. A different that's a different episode. A different podcast, not ours. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, uh, but let's, I, I don't know what else to say about cinematography, except it's, it's literally the Academy of Motion Pictures. Yeah. And the pictures are photographed by a photographer. Yep. And that's the cinematographer. This is true. Now let's talk about the motion half. Yeah, or the yeah, just the general the person that times it and paces it the and puts pace, the story oh together. God, so important. So important. Yeah. Um, and that's the editor. So that is uh there are that was when I was mentioning Michael Kahn. And um I remember earlier I mentioned I was thinking about the when I was thinking about the editors, but there was uh a multi winner um recently for cinematography. Uh and that uh, we just have to get a shout out to Emmanuel Lubezki, uh who won for Gravity, Birdman, and The Revenant, thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen, all in a row. Gravity for its insane um depiction of space. Birdman for its the whole movie looking like it was one shot mm-hmm. and the revenant for shooting outdoors with natural lighting in real snow. Like this guy is the stunt man of cinematographers. Yeah. That's like, a really great range. It's insane. This guy's range. So, uh, shout out to him. Uh, last year it was Roger Deakins mm-hmm. for Blade Runner and, uh, Linus Sandgren in between for La La Land this year. Um, yeah, interesting that Quaron's up for it himself, that he served as his own cinematographer. Because he has a director award, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a nomination for best director and best, uh. But I think he's got a win for best. Does director he already have also. a win? I yeah. don't, I honestly, I don't follow them like I used to when I was a kid. All three of the terrible triplets mm-hmm. each have one. The terrible triplets are. That's him. Inari 2, uh, him and, and, and Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. Yes. Right. Yeah. They each have. Are all three it, from Mexico? Yes. Inaritu was, was Birdman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quar- Quaron was, Quaron was gravity. gravity. Yeah. And then, uh, Fishbangers. I'm sorry. Fishbangers? Oh, right. Yeah. Fishbangers. Uh, the creature from the depths of the id. Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, that was, uh, Guillermo. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> ridiculous. 
So let's talk about editing. Okay. Uh, we talked about cinematography. I thought you were going to say fish bangers, but go let's ahead. Let's talk about fish bangers. Uh, th- let's talk about editing. You've got, um, Michael Kahn, uh, Kahn, who's mm-hmm. who I was talking about earlier. He's Spielberg's guy. Yeah. They do much in the way you mentioned before. A great director uses a great editor. At television, it works the same way. Like, yes. There is, uh, there is a secret weapon that Comedy Central has. I think we mentioned him on the show before, uh, at least a few years ago when Drunk History was starting and Key and Peel was on. And at that time, uh, shout out to our friend Neil Mahoney. Yeah. Who is, uh, who is responsible for comedic timing for a good chunk of a decade. Like it's, that's the editor's job, the pacing, the way you, the way our ears hear stories. Yeah. Uh, that is all thanks to a great editor. It can completely save a movie. It can save a film. It can save yeah. a joke. It can save a movie. It can save a, save a film. It can save, save a motion a... picture. <laughs> it can, ca- can save a work of Listen, cinema. I'm very tired. It can save a talkie. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, we're saving talkies. Get talkies, talkies, talkies. <laughs> That's a that's Bob Ross making several trees very quickly. <laughs> uh, listeners, that's not the hand gesture he did. The hand gesture he did was it's the camera cranking. Yeah, don't you edit your sound effect because it didn't sound exactly like what you wanted it to. Okay, that's trees. I know that. Ow, my finger. Again. That's Mark needing to go to the emergency oh, room. My finger hurts so bad, you guys. Um. Nominees for this year. Best editing uh, nominees for this year are Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, and Vice. Well, those are three really, really good movies. One okay movie and an end of Can't movie. wait to hear. <laughs> I, I, you did not like Bohemian Rhapsody. I did not. No. It's a mediocre movie with a phenomenal performance by Very Yeah, Malik. great performance. Don't know if he needed the teeth. The, yeah, we talked about the teeth. teeth. We did talk about the teeth. I don't don't think that the band should be the one producing a movie about itself. Yeah. Oh, this is exactly how it happened. You want to know how it happened? I'll tell you. We sat down with Freddie Mercury and we went, you know what sounds good? A Bohemian Rhapsody. (laughs) You know what? That line's brilliant. What about this one? Doom, doom, doom. Doom, 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 doom. I think you've got something there. That movie was just a, a montage of those. Yeah. But the Live Aid concert at the end is worth the price of admission. Watch the original video on YouTube. Yeah, I watched the original video on YouTube. You know what had better sound? The movie theater I was in. The YouTube? Ugh. Just put on headphones. Uh, which movie did you think was meh? Green Book? Green Book. I liked it's, Green Book. It's, it's, uh, Look, it's what a, it's what an elderly academy voter thinks a woke movie is. Exactly. It is definitely like, White guy, old white guy, saw. Basically, it's like white guy fixes racism. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. problematic. Is it, it is problematic? It's a fine as a, movie as a fantasy film, where where the white guy is like super woke. Yes, I'll accept it. Sure, it's fine. The pacing, or not super woke learns like the, yeah, learns over the, the course. Of pacing and beats are all there. Yeah, you know, it's, it's straight up it's a fine. universal picture. It's an old school giant studio release. Mm-hmm. Let's tug at some heartstrings and change some minds, kids. Yeah, kind of movie. Um, and then the other favorite, obviously, everybody loves it. It's sort of yeah. like become this kind of like almost quirky favorite. Yeah, because it's a. Uh, I like the favorite a lot just because of the way that it's shot. The script pops, and to get me that excited about this movie, where. 
really nothing happens like plot wise. Right. It's a suit. The plot is super boring to this movie. Um, but boy, is it fun. Every, every line of dialogue is great. Mm-hmm. The editing is, uh, quirky and fun and like super modern. Olivia Coleman. Yeah. Olivia Coleman is Olivia Coleman. I know Glenn Close deserves an Oscar. Uh, but did she have one for fatal attraction. I don't know. Did she win one? I think she does. I thought that this was, I thought people were saying like this was, this is the one she's owed. The one she's owed for not getting fatal attraction. I see. Maybe so. Maybe so. I don't, Uh, I can't open any more tabs on here. That's fine. I liked vice. Yeah. I liked vice. I loved black Klansman. I think black Klansman is, I mean, just for the editing of the real world footage Mm -hmm. at the end of that movie. Yeah. Should get in an Oscar. I, that, that would be my pick. And I would say out of these two categories, mm-hmm. this is probably the flashier one because it features a lot of films that and are going to be up for a ton, that are up for a ton of awards. And two out of three some. win best picture. The exactly. winner of this category. This is, this is a huge category with huge contenders. Yeah. Does it beat the literal namesake of the Academy? I think because the chances are uh-huh. we, have a, we have a pretty decent chance. Mm. That any any of these films, right? Was it four slots out of set? You know, there are always going to be four of them that are in there. Chances are these two are both in there again next year. No, these for maybe it's more than four then because they said that these were all exempt next year. I see, I mm. see. So for this one year, yeah. The question is interesting that it's only for one year. Are we going with what we feel is the most integral to the to the production of a film, making it the most overlooked award? I think I think what we're in my opinion, what it seems like we uh are doing or ought to do. Mm-hmm. I don't wanna I didn't want to put it that way because uh we're we'll discuss it. Um but I think that it's best category period of the ones that are included in this. Oh, were you thinking that it is the one that, but isn't most overlooked basically saying the same thing? Well, I guess I was thinking if they, if, if they weren't exempt that maybe let's say this year it's editing, but next Uh, year it might be cinematography because it's back there again. Right. But now you're telling me they will not be commercialized. Right. Term I invented. Sure. Next year. Commercialization. Is nothing that anyone's ever written about. No, I just made it up right now. Yeah. I'm going to go trademark it as soon as we're done recording this. You know what that is? Hmm? That's a super commercialized way of thinking. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Do I owe you money now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I could say out of these, then cinematography. Yeah. I think it is the namesake of, of the genre of the, of the whole medium is pictures. And, uh, they're the ones that take the pictures. And it, yeah, completes the picture. It yeah. completes the visual picture of the, of the story that, that they're trying to tell. The editor is super important. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 that's the problem is like editing. Yeah. It's just a little off. The whole movie's terrible. Yeah. Even if it looks great. If you there's know, one, if there's one, one miss edit in a movie, then you can be like, you can write off a movie as amateurish. Which bothers you more? When the cinematography is not great or when the editing is poor? I think I'm a visual person. Uh, and I think in the moment, I think the cinematography bothers me hmm. if it's worse. Because like, I, I didn't, I hadn't seen that editing breakdown of that scene from Bohemian Rhapsody. Have you seen this online? No. Somebody broke down why Bohemian Rhapsody is a terribly edited movie mm-hmm. by just showing one example of a scene. Uh, 
and it was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't, I had not noticed. Uh, but then when I watched it, I was like, oh yeah, that, that is a very silly bit of editing for that whole scene. Right. Uh, specifically, it's when they meet their new manager at, when the manager walks up to them at an outdoor cafe table and inexplicably the camera just does a single shot on every person as they say a line. <laughs> the response being, guys, we saw a master shot. We know you were all there that day. Right. The only reason that would exist like this is if you had to reshoot the whole thing. Oh, that's the one where one like- and only, and every actor was only available one day. Right. And they're all like, we know what we want. Yeah. We want to be a big band. We've got songs and a creative vision. Yeah. And it just is bouncing from one shot to one shot. And I'm like, I'm going to go to the bathroom now. Yeah. Yeah. That's your run pee moment. Walk. <laughs> wow. If there's an app, call, do you guys, do you do run pee? I said to you guys, like I literally looked at the microphone and asked, uh, let us I'm, know in the comments. Yeah. Um, do you ever use run pee? I've never used it before. Oh, run pee is great. Uh, it is an app that tells you, you just click on, uh, whatever movie you're watching in a theater and it tells you, um, a point to go run to the bathroom. <laughs> so it gives you a few of them. It's like what, here's one at half an hour in, here's one an hour in, here's one, uh, an hour 20 in. Does it sync up using the microphone and buzz so that you know when to go? No, you just go by the time. Uh, and it tells you, it might sync up now. There might be, uh, some sort of. Cause that would be the way to do it, right? Um, now it's got, or, or the way I've always done it, it might do that now. I know they've changed some things around, including making a s- subscription and no longer just straight free. Sure. Um, but you get a couple free ones a month. It's nice. Uh, it's like movie pass. Yeah, exactly. Movie pass your urine. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, uh, but it tells you what line of dialogue. And then it's like, when you hear so and so say this, Get up and go pee. And then while you're going, you can read on the thing. It's like, here's what happens in the next four minutes. It's nothing terribly important. Uh, somebody relays this information or whatever. Let me, all right. Here, here's what I think. This isn't the most scientific way to do it, but yeah. I'm going to give you a scene. Were you just waiting for me to finish that story? No. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Cause you looked at me like, you done? Okay. Here's what we're going to do. Well, there's no, I don't like, I don't, my thing is, I'm not going to go to the bathroom during the movie. I want to watch the whole thing. Unless it's a real, if you I get You never have to go to the bathroom in a movie? I'll, Mark, one time I saw two movies in a row. I and you did not go to the bathroom? I, the first movie, I drank a giant, like a giant cup of like fruit punch. Then of course you did. I immediately. Because it doesn't have the bubbles. That's right. Immediately had to go to, to uh, the next movie, which was Grindhouse. Which is two movies. Which is two movies. And I, I was enjoying it so much that when I had to pee, I I had to pee halfway through no. Planet Terror, and no. I held it the whole damn movie. How that's dangerous for your body. Well, I'm still here. I was really glad you didn't say I peed in that empty fruit punch cup. That's <laughs> yeah. what I was waiting for. I had thrown it out. I don't I don't want to leave myself that option. That's not who I am. I'm a warrior. Wait a minute. You that's not who you are, and yet you had to throw the cup out to avoid the temptation. Now. <laughs> yes. Now I went to see the crimes of Grindelwald. Uh-huh. And then I went to the bathroom a couple and, times and made some phone calls, checked sports scores, read the news, and then I went back in the theater. Uh have you ever left a movie and just straight one, up one time in my life. What was it? Oscar, the Sylvester Stallone movie directed by John Landis. Oh man. I saw that movie with my dad. Yeah. Cuz my dad's a big Stallone fan. Sure. Yeah. And you he know, loved it. From Philly, same group, same age, same neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is he Kensington? 
Uh, maybe it wasn't the same neighborhood. I think it was the same neighborhood as Rocky or same. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But same um, idea. Same idea. Yeah. Yeah. You know, outskirts of Philly guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, uh, I didn't walk out of that movie because I would have disappointed my father. But you wished you could have. Wasn't great. No. You know what else isn't great? What? Uh, that one, uh, that one Stop Stallone movie. No, the one Stallone movie you made me watch this week. How dare you? Everybody come to Pensacon. Yeah. Everybody come to Pensacon. Last weekend? Here, let me give or you- Or is that- uh, See, this is why I don't want to engage about the peeing, because now look where we are. Yeah, I know. We've been going for 50 minutes already or whatever. Oh, okay. Sorry. I Listen, didn't know that you had somewhere to be. I, yeah. I have to be in the next episode we're recording after this. Oh, one. right. So let's uh, let's do this. Uh, here, I, I, Let's see if this makes a difference. See what you think. Okay. I'm going to give you a scene from a movie that I think is brilliantly done. Mm-hmm. You tell me if you think it's more the editing of it or the cinematography of it. Okay. Have you ever seen um, House of a Thousand Corpses? <laughs> no, I have not. There is a scene what, where, where how someone, am I gonna how am I gonna even have this? Someone in is my kneeling, brain. waiting to be executed, uh-huh. waiting to be shot, and the the camera starts lifting into a crane shot, uh-huh. and the crane shot is not exaggerating thirty to sixty seconds long uh-huh. before the shot. The Doesn't shot, sound like much, much editing is happening. The shot happens very very far away. Mm-hmm. There's no way they didn't hear that sneeze. Uh, maybe. There's no way. Nah, maybe. I hope Continue so. Continue on. What's his name? <laughs> now the dinging's happening. You be nice. This is so great. It's Shut everything. Up. Shut up. Is the lack of a cut there good editing, knowing when not to cut? And is that also a director's decision? That was just something I thought of, like, maybe that's more cinematography, but I guess that's directing overall, is here's what I want the shot to be. The, the cinematographer's not making the decision. That didn't help us at all. But so hey, here's what I think scene. we should do. Please. <laughs> help. That was your run, P. Help me. <laughs> Did everybody go to the bathroom while I was talking? Uh, Come on back. You just talked yourself into a circle right there. Do you know people probably could take probably take us into the bathroom with them? Probably. Let's not think about that right now. Um, Wash your hands. It's got to be cinematography. <laughs> well, that sound. Yeah. It's, it's cinematography. That sound means it's cinematography. It means your idea is done. <laughs> And so are these easy bake cookies. That's right. Ah, oh, this one's so hard. You know what an easy bake uh, oven is? What? It's a little tiny oven like your little frying pan. Get out of my apartment. <laughs> I'm leaving. And I'm taking the cinematography Oscar with the me. Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Okay, look, people of the world, the Academy has made a grievous error, a general grievous error, a grave error. Not grievous. Who knows? Point is. Why 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 are you taking four people's or groups of people's greatest moment and relegating it to the commercials? Who cares if they volunteered for it? There's a lot of fat to trim from from this show that would allow you to put those in. You already moved a bunch of the technical awards to like this happened 3 years ago. Here's here's a bunch of people at a luncheon and and listen, that doesn't take away from their achievement at all, but it it annoys me that they can't be part of the Oscar telecast. Maybe that means there are too many Oscars. Maybe they need to figure something else out. But don't move cinematography. It's now the most overlooked. Yes. Thank you, Dinger. It is now the most overlooked Oscar category. Thanks to you, the Academy. Asked and answered. You seem mad at the end of that. It, am I mad? Is it because of the dinging? Are you no, mad that at the dinging? Me. Oh, no. Okay. 
I'm used to the digging. Yeah, I usually leave all of my alarms on everywhere. <laughs> Grandpa doesn't know how to do, do not hey, disturb. how does moon mode work? <laughs> um, all right, this topic is closed. Yes. It's cinematography, people. Yes. You can't overlook the pictures part of the motion picture awards. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, that's the category. This one's closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets. Check out the Maximum Fun subreddit or email us at We Got This Podcast at gmail.com. Go to the Facebook group. What do you think is the most overlooked category and why? Talk to each other about it. I'll, I'll come and look and get involved. I promise. That's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash We Got This Podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. Thanks, of course, to our musicians Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, our listeners. You are everything to us. The reason we are here uh, sitting and talking about... <laughs> Oh, I'm being played off. Um, but real quick, I'd like to thank all of our... Uh, I'm not done yet. Thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Agliardi. For Mark Agliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.